Welcome to another Get Invested podcast. Happy Wednesday, guys. Today, we actually brought a y'all on board. Um, it's a special birthday edition. Happy birthday, y'all. Thank you, sir. And uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of companies' earnings, uh, some of our biggest positions, um, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, Google. Remember that this is not investment advice and that you should always contact your investment advisor before making any decisions. If you wanted to talk to one, we have plenty here. Uh, you could always reach out. It's either a y'all at GerberKawasaki.com or Brett at GerberKawasaki.com. Uh, but definitely don't act on anything that we're talking about here for your specific situation. So uh, quite the week, yeah? You know, I always love Tech Week here when we have earnings. It's pretty fun to kind of go through all these. A um, lot of numbers, a lot of companies reporting. Um, all the companies that we follow, a lot of them that we invest in. So excited to start talking about some of this stuff. Yeah, we had our big earnings show uh, earlier in the week, and I was actually on TDA Network yesterday talking about Tesla earnings. Um, but Microsoft um, is what we're going to kick it off with. Um, they beat pretty much on everything, and yet the yeah. stock was down. Classic uh, earnings. Um, they actually had their largest quarterly revenue growth since 2018, which was pretty impressive for such a big company. Um, it was actually up 19.1% year over year over year. It beat by 860 million, but just wasn't good enough for Wall Street analysts. You know, what is good enough for Wall Street analysts these days? I mean, I mean, it really depends. If you look at some of the other tech uh, stocks, you know, I think, I think the theme this week was if you blew your numbers away, then you did well. If you just did well, then you didn't do so well in the stock. Wasn't good enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and these stocks have run a ton, right, Brad? So, you know, it's it's not that weird that some of these things pull back a little bit, one, two, three percent, which is really nothing ultimately. Yeah. And it's not shocking that a lot of these companies are beating considering that they're comparing to the quarter of last year, which was <laughs> yeah. the middle of the COVID crisis. Uh, yeah, when a that, lot of things were shut down. I didn't think that they got an entire month basically of earnings. Yeah. Yeah. The, the comparables, as they say, uh, are very easy this time. Um, but honestly, some of the numbers that, that these tech companies are putting up are just mind boggling. Um, you know, Microsoft, Google and Apple just eye popping numbers. So, you know, I, I think I think with Microsoft, right? I'm, yeah, I'm they curious. have a couple yeah. of the different segments that they have. We can break them down. So they had like yeah. personal computing, which increased about 16 percent to 13 billion dollars. Um, consensus was about twelve point six. Um, Xbox related services, which I thought was interesting, was up about 32%. Um, they cited that the strong console cycle continued. I'm really mm -hmm. interested to see if this continues um, as the economy like reopens, if kids decide that they want to go back outside now, yeah. or if they just want to continue playing their video games. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm very curious about all these companies with this. Um, you know, I think last week we saw te uh, sorry, Netflix um, have really bad guidance and, and only showing guidance of like a million new subscribers because probably because they're thinking the same thing. Um, I think people were expecting like 3 million new ads and, and 1 million was just really bad. So I'm curious with the video game stuff as well. Yeah, a lot of this has been obviously pulled forward. Um, the next segment I thought was interesting was in their produ productivity and business process revenue. Um, specifically, uh, they said LinkedIn was up 23%, which was kind of shocking to me. Didn't think that many people were still using LinkedIn. I still think <laughs> Twitter is a better networking site. Um, personally, recruiting man, LinkedIn is all about recruiting. They're the king of the recruiting yard. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, and then they they obviously have are challenging Amazon Web Services with their cloud. 
Yeah, um, I think that this was a major reason why Microsoft was down after the report was Azure didn't actually live up to the expectations, even though it's growing at an insane rate. I believe it was like 46%. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you know, we, we have a little bit of a rivalry. Uh, I, I love Microsoft and I love Amazon also. Uh, AWS versus Azure. Um, one of our other advisors, Francine, in the office is is all about Azure. <laughs> and we have this little competition going uh, between the two companies. So, you know, my, Microsoft and Amazon are just, they're, they're definitely by far the two best in this business. And they're competing for contracts, be it government or, um, you know, any of these big contracts. But... It, when when these companies get big enough, to say that forty six percent was a disappointment is kind of absurd. <laughs> it is, um, and you know a lot of these companies again, like you mentioned, like Netflix, are, are kind of pulling forward a lot of their earnings, and that's yeah. exactly what the CEO actually said of Microsoft on the conference call that we're, we're now over a year into the pandemic, mm-hmm. and digital adoption curves are not slowing down. In fact, they're actually accelerating, and he thinks that this is just the beginning. And so he's saying that they're building a cloud for the next decade, yeah. really expanding the market and innovation across every layer of the tech stack to help their customers be resilient and transform, really. So um, at the end of the day, it's it's, Microsoft is crushing it. I mean, I love Satya Nadella. This guy is amazing. He's one of the best CEOs. From the moment he took over at Microsoft, he's just driven this company to new heights. Um, most people don't think of Microsoft as this like growth company, but they have been under a tremendous growth trajectory under him with their focus on cloud services. Yeah, and he did note that the, um, you know their cloud basically segment will face a lot easier comps next quarter. And so he did, you know, also praise the reacceleration of Office 365 commercial booking. Yeah. So um, people getting back into the office, they're not going to need maybe two computers too, right? You might need like a work from home setup and then also like your office setup as we kind of live this new hybrid normal. Yeah. I'm curious, if, did he talk about Teams specifically at all? I, I'm sure that's the, the name of their business segments are, are always very confusing to everyone because they all have like four word names that all sort of mean the same thing. Um, but I don't know if, you know, I, I'm curious to see what happens with Teams, you know, which is which is Microsoft's Zoom slash Outlook kind of all mixed into one. Um, did he did he say anything about that? I didn't specifically see that. I just saw that you know the growth was really broad based. I mean they really had double digit growth in all three segments um, and continuing trends along all the core products. And I'm sure that Teams is is definitely in there, but not one segment saw a top line decline year over year. So the yeah. company's narrative is just bullish, and it's definitely a company uh, that we own and that we continue to be excited about. Yeah, love it. And speaking of excitement, why don't we talk about Tesla? Oh, we never do that. People love talking about Tesla. Everybody loves Tesla. Well, now it's not just Tesla, but it's Tesla and Bitcoin. We get to do both, two for the (laughs) price of one. Um, So I'm sure we'll have questions about both of these things, uh, either together or independently of one another. Yeah, I mean, it was just an amazing quarter for Tesla yet again. If you guys follow the stock, you've probably heard us talk about it a little bit. Um, They continue to show that they're able to scale EV production. It's really just like, it's honestly operational excellence by Elon Musk and his team during a very, very challenging COVID environment, during a chip shortage. I mean, like what could not have gone wrong during this quarter? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember last year when when he basically had to fight um, regulators in California to get the the factory started like he literally was like i'm going back to work he's I don't like care. i'm doing it I don't yeah care what you do whatever Fremont can shut me down do your worst and, and, and to his credit nobody did anything and tesla got back on track for that so again you, you gotta you gotta love the 
the moxie that Elon brings, uh, he just doesn't care. He's going to do what he needs to do. Yeah, I think the quote was, a logistics problem that makes World War II look trivial. Yeah, I saw that, and honestly, I wonder <laughs> if Elon was referring to the production stuff that had to go. Or like actual war. Or actual World War II, because it is Elon, and, and I, I wouldn't put it past him to actually compare it to the war, the war itself. <laughs> right. But um, some of the cons to the report that I did want to bring up, um, you know, their average selling price per vehicle uh, declined by about $3,400. Um, obviously, this was because there was no deliveries of the new S and X vehicles. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you do take out these regulatory credit revenue and the Bitcoin gains from their sale, um, they do have a small loss. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but, you know, they Every quarter we hear the earnings report and then we hear the naysayers say, oh, well, if you take out the regulatory <laughs> or, oh, if you do take out Bitcoin or if you take out this, that or the other, like, you you know, if, 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 like, this is what their business is, as long as the credits are there, Elon's going to take advantage of it. And why wouldn't they? And And on the Bitcoin front, why wouldn't you take some money off the table there? Like knowing just what an enormous amount of money they made over a short period of time. Yeah. And if you think you're investing in Tesla and you're just investing in cars, you're clearly not seeing the story at yeah. this point, right? Yeah. You're betting on the electrification of America. And like you mentioned, this is their seventh quarter in a row being profitable. Yeah. Whether they figured out how to do it or uh, if they squeaked yeah. by, like they still did it. Yeah. Um, if this were any other company not named Tesla, Everyone will be talking about what an amazing business manager XYZ CEO is. But because they have to hate on Tesla, there always has to be this, oh, well, if it wasn't for this or that, then they wouldn't have been profitable. I've never seen a company penalized more for making money. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. True. But it's, but it's okay. It's okay. We've, we've been dealing with the haters for, what, nine years now? <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll take them. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the EV companies were trading higher just like in anticipation of it, whether it was CCIV, ChargePoint. There's obviously a lot of just excitement for the industry, <laughs> the excitement for electric cars. I came across a stat on cars.com that 66% of the respondents have shown an increase in actually, um, you know, wanting an interest in investment vehicle or electric vehicles. So, I mean, it, it's clear where yeah. the world is going. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you had any doubt, right, you, you heard Biden's new plan last week uh, being, you know, cutting carbon emissions by 50% by 2030. It's a very ambitious goal. He wants green energy infrastructure. It's very clear where this administration is going. It's very clear where the world is going with China, with Europe, all these emission standards. And let's not forget that Tesla actually has the market cornered on battery technology and sales too. So they got that going for and them. And he talked a lot about robotics and AI during the actual post earnings call. Yeah. Um, I talked about this on my TDA segment yesterday that they're, they have the best engineering and artificial intelligence team in the world. Yeah. And the actual problems, whether it's logistic problems or the full self-driving, uh, these are arguably some of the most complicated things to deal with for sure but they have some of the brightest minds in the world trying to take on these issues yeah absolutely and and i mentioned this on our on our earnings call on monday um you know tesla has been bringing more of this stuff in-house much like apple I, I drew several parallels between tesla and apple uh on our on our earnings show on monday and gerber kawasaki and gerber kawasaki for that <laughs> matter but that's our little plug here um, it's just the integration of everything, hardware, software, the engineering team, right? It, it, it's, 
It's not a car company. It's a tech company that happens to also make cars, much like Apple is not a phone company, but they are a tech company that happens to make phones and computers and such. And and as he brings in more, you know, they, he talks about the chip shortage, right? He talked they've been able to navigate this chip shortage better than other car manufacturers because of their in-house, because of their engineering team. Um, and, and being able to control the outcomes. Yeah. So. And speaking of some of those engineering, you know, expectations for the rest of the year, uh, you know, we have Gigafactory Shanghai, which is expected to increase their model Y volume and continue to do so. And then you also have Berlin and Texas, which are going to come online to start production and deliveries in 2021. These are huge catalysts. Yeah. And, and yeah. And delivering semi trucks, right? Yeah, the, yeah, you know, semi trucks might be a little challenging too because they're already you know battery constrained. Sure, um, and obviously it takes a lot more batteries yeah. um, to fill up a semi truck and get that going. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, they still expect a multi year horizon to achieve about that fifty percent annual growth in vehicle deliveries, uh, which was definitely a headline in itself. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't. Everyone could say whatever they want about Tesla, but this is the most innovative company in the world, and. Um, I just, I think you're making a huge mistake. <laughs> if you think, if you're betting against Elon and this team, I think it's a huge mistake. Absolutely. So what else do we got? We've got Google, Apple. We've um, got Google. I mean, my God, Google had to me had so far the most amazing quarter of anyone that's reported right now. I mean, they just absolutely obliterated every number that people had for them. So <laughs> You know, I, you know, I have a pretty good connection with Google. I have a bunch of clients there, so so this is great news for for myself and and my clients at Google. But my God, I mean, they the expectations were for Google to do fifteen point eight or fifteen point nine uh, dollars per share in earnings, and they did tw- over twenty six. It's uh, it's always amazing to me how analysts get Google yeah. so wrong. You yeah. would think yeah. with a business that's able yeah. to be tracked as much as <laughs> theirs, yeah, completely online, and they can still be this wildly off. It, yeah, it's not even close, and, and and obviously it's been worse since the pandemic started. And I think a lot of that, you know, I I joke about this with my with people that work there. I go, well, you know, if they don't have to pay for your lattes and your lunches <laughs> and your you know shuffleboard games or whatever you guys are doing while you're on campus. <laughs> Um, it seems like they could be a lot more profitable by just selling ads on, on places without, with you guys working from home. I mean, but it's still absurd. <laughs> they, I mean, they missed the revenue by $4 billion. Analyst yeah. Did. yeah. Yeah. $4 billion. And again, like this was the, one of the most amazing quarters I've seen. Um, their earnings per share is up 166% from last year. And again, like you said, granted, this is from the low points. Um, where, where people were very worried that, you know, everyone was turning off their ad spend on Google because, because of the height of the pandemic. But Google came back in force. Um, last year, Google did not do as well. They did well, but not as well as your Apples and your Amazons and your other big tech names because of the ad spend kind of perceived problem. Yeah. Well, they're more than making up for that this year now, and, and the stock is, is now basically caught up with the rest of them. I think uh, that could also be seen in YouTube, right? I mean, YouTube grew nearly like 50%. YouTube was crazy. Such a big company yeah. growing at 50%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Six billion dollars in YouTube revenue uh, for the quarter. For the quarter, yeah. Last quarter was almost seven billion, which would be expected, right? It was the height of lockdown. It was, uh, you know, the winter quarter, so people were home. Um, but but YouTube continues, uh, in my opinion, to be their their sort of crown jewel, even though it's not their biggest money maker. You know, the traditional ad spend is is their biggest money maker. But 
I, I can't remember if it was two years ago now or a year and a half ago, YouTube, Google started breaking out YouTube numbers. Um, and we always have a joke here that um, if you start breaking out numbers, it, it's because it's a good idea <laughs> to break out. It's generally not numbers. bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that we know when Apple started breaking out services. And um, so, so you know that that's a good green light, but YouTube is, is crushing it. Um, their cloud business is growing too. Um, so, so Google is third in the cloud race. Um, they're definitely not nearly as robust as, as Amazon and Microsoft Third are. by a margin. <laughs> third by a huge margin, yeah. It's like the top two and then and then a the long third. Um, and last quarter, Google lost $5.5 billion on their Google Cloud. Jeez. So this this quarter, they only lost a paltry billion dollars. So so they're, they're getting better, I guess. Slowly but truly. <laughs> so if there was one bad mark on their earnings sheet, you could say that they're losing money in cloud. But still, huge revenue growth there. Um, you know, 40, uh, almost 50% revenue growth on that. And then almost 50% revenue growth on their other bets, which we all it's know like are... Google Ventures, basically. Yeah, this is like your Waymo and all these random things that, that are really not money-making uh, entities. They're moonshots, as we like to call them. Um, but but losing less money than they did the last quarter. Losing less, <laughs> less money is always good. <laughs> always a good thing. Uh, and they're starting to give us some money back, right? Yeah, so huge buyback, $50 billion dollars. Um, you know, we're starting to like we're we're using we're throwing these numbers around like billions and tens of billions, hundreds of billions. That's a few but, billions but between like, friends. It's yeah. like nothing. Like, oh, Google only lost a billion dollars on this on this segment. Um, but yeah, fifty billion dollar stock buyback. Um, they they touted you know uh, their CEO Sundar Pichai touted a lot of this like Google merchants now. So they saw in, that. Yeah, they're integrating with you know with Shopify and with PayPal. Um, and like you can click on stuff on YouTube and, and, and you know, they, they were talking a lot about this like omni-channel retail, right? So you doing a Google search, you know, getting your stuff picked up from whatever retail store that you like. They talked about Dick's Sporting Goods specifically in their earnings call. Really? Yeah. Searching and then going to pick it up at the store like once you, once you got it right then and there. So, so Google is, I think, you know, all these tech companies sort of like like to get into each other's businesses. Um, so Google is- They're good money-making businesses, usually. For sure. So, you know, Amazon has been taking on the ad business, has been taking on Google and the ad business. So I think this is a little retribution. Uh, no free lunches. Yeah, exactly. Google Google going after Amazon's core business also now. Um, and, 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 and for that matter, Instagram and Facebook's core business also, where, where they're making money off of like retail that way. Yeah, I did see, I did see Facebook, you know, evil Zuckerberg did Boo. beat and uh, you know, <laughs> the stock was up, but we're just not going to talk about yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, they're, we're anti-Facebook here and, and what they're doing to the world. They're, they're, they're a great revenue generating monster. <laughs> Absolute monster. <laughs> Um, yeah. What isn't a monster and someone who's actually been taking on Facebook head to head is yeah. Tim is and Apple. Tim Tim Apple himself. Tim um, Apple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, Apple, just a, another blockbuster quarter from Apple. You know, Apple is the, is the one where you start to get these insane numbers. Like we heard 50 billion from Google and we're like, oh, my God, that's that's an incredible <laughs> number. Well, you know, Apple did a, a paltry ninety billion dollars in revenue this quarter. Only ninety? Yeah, but well, to be fair, they did hundred and ten billion last quarter. Jeez. So, uh, so two hundred billion in the last uh, two quarters for Tim Apple, um, just just amazing. Again, sales up fifty four percent. 
Let's go through these segments. So you yeah. said <laughs> iPhone up 66%. You got Mac up 70%. Yeah. iPads up 79%. Yeah. And services, boohoo, at 27%. Which is amazing for which services. Which is still amazing yeah. for services because and a huge bright spot yeah. of their uh, yeah. business. For sure. You know, generating around $17 billion. Yeah. Um, and then other revenues, you know, but their other bets, as we call them, 24. The rev, you know, that's like your Apple Watches and your, you know, AirPods and things like that, which. I mean, there's. I think like every person in our office has AirPods. Like they're uh, the best things in the world. Yeah. I wear them all day. <laughs> right. So I. I mean, you gotta hand it to Apple. Like th- the way they've been able to just suck people into this a- ecosystem and just give you more tools that just make you stuck in their system longer and 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 more just digging their nails. And somehow into it's you. the same computer, pretty much, and the same products, and they get you on these like super cycle upgrades. Yeah. Like I got the last iPhone because it was supposed to be the five G iPhone, and it was yeah. supposed to be so <laughs> much better. And oh my gosh, how great was it? It's really the same. Yeah, we, we did a speed test. Uh, <laughs> we did. It's just it's not Apple's fault. To be fair, it is it is the five G upgrade cycle is taking a little bit longer than we'd all hoped. Uh, but but my LTE and Brett's 5G phone were uh, operating at the same speed, so. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a Santa Monica issue. Um, um, and then they have the whole M1 chip lineup. So so have you tried these computers? Like, um, I have not. Baker has. I, I got one, um, and I just can't use my old one anymore. It is, it, it in my opinion, the best leap in computing for Apple in a decade. Wow. Um, it's so fast. It processes things at, at such a quick speed. Um, now when I use the, my old computer, which is when I say old, it's like a year and a half old. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so much old slower. in tech time. Yeah, exactly. That that's, that's middle-aged in tech world. Um, but it's, it's so fast. It's so good. And people are, are just loving this thing. And I think that one of the stats that stood out to me the most was Tim Cook was talking about, um, first time buyers of Macs. Uh, and he mentioned that the M1 that 50% of the of the purchases have been from first time buyers. Really? I yeah. didn't think that there was that many people still left in uh, the world. Apparently there are. <laughs> well, Mac, you know, Mac still represents a smaller segment of of the computing world. Um, and in China apparently it was 2 thirds of the people. Wow. So so Apple is making new inroads which is, you know, if you asked me 3 years ago I would say what else do they have? You know, what else can they Did do? Did they get a chance to fix the desktop issue? Because I know a lot of people were mad that from switching over from the old Mac to the new MacBooks <laughs> that you couldn't have multiple desktops running on the same screen. As far as I know, not yet. Uh, I'm still struggling with it. That's the that's the one sort of like pebble in my shoe with this computer is uh, now, <laughs> now maybe, maybe it's just their grand plan. Maybe they're going to sell you some really fancy like giant screen that you're going to have <laughs> sure, to use. The Apple TV um, that they've been saying that's yeah, going to come yeah. out. The Apple TV is now going like to be Like an actual TV, a, like a screen. Yeah, like an actual just laptop monitor. Um, but, but I mean, like just amazing. Um, you know, their revenue in China was up 87%. Jeez. Like just incredible numbers. They now have 660 million paid subscribers. Wow. Um, which is a 40 million increase from just last quarter. So, you know, again, this services, this regenerating uh, revenue models. They just have an absurd amount of cash on hand, too. Like, yeah, it's like 200 billion, I over always, 200 billion. Yeah, now. I always make fun of them saying yeah. that they're the largest bond fund manager in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, they are doing a $90 billion stock buyback. Finally. Yeah. Well, they've been, do- you know, I think Apple's been doing a buyback, I think, since 2013 uh, or 14. This is like, 
the the just the revenue that this company generates is is just unheard of. Do you think that the buybacks will slow down now that their valuation has gotten higher, as far as like from a multiples perspective and things like that? I I think it'll be more calculated at this point. You know, obviously, uh, this you know the CFO and everyone, you know, they obviously want to get a good deal. So I don't know if paying thirty or thirty five times earnings is is really beneficial. Um, it's pushing it. It's pushing it. But then you see these numbers and you go, well, okay. I, it <laughs> looks like they just keep on, keep on trucking. So, um, you know, again, I, I talk about Apple. Apple did almost double the revenue that Google did, which had a monster quarter. Um, so, so this company, you know, it's it's over two trillion in, in value, and and um, it just two trillion dollars. Yeah. It's yeah, insane. yeah. It's Google, two point Google, two trillion. Google is right number now. four, and they're one point six or something like that right now. Two point two trillion dollars. Just try to wrap your mind yeah. around how yeah. much money that actually is, because it doesn't seem real. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing is even billions or don't even matter anymore. Everything is trillions now. It's insane. And <laughs> that just shows you like how these mega cap tech names yeah. have just crushed yeah. everything over the last decade and yeah. just grown into these absolute monsters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That they can a lot of the times just crush smaller competition. If they can't crush them, they're gonna buy them. I think that's a great point, and I think sort of the only boogeyman that remains for big tech is the government, yeah. right? Um, is is antitrust? Is that and then you know people talk about that on the Google call, and they talked about that on the Apple call. It's government stepping in with these companies have way too much power, like. I I think about back to when you know Donald Trump got kicked off of Twitter and Facebook, like, <laughs> straight canceled. Straight can't like Facebook I haven't and seen Google. Or heard from him no, since, he's done. Like, he's gone. All. Like Facebook and Google have more power than the U.S. government. Basically, like they're just like you're done. You're out of here. It's insane. And, and the guy is off the grid now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I legitimately have not yeah. heard his voice in months. Yeah. Which you know is, is, it's is a nice. Thing, <laughs> it's not the worst thing for sure. Yeah, I mean, and then you have you know Z President Z coming in um, oh. and. Basically, you know, hitting on Alibaba, Tencent, oh, yeah. and doing a lot of the same things because they're realizing, whoa, oh, yeah. these American companies have a lot of power. Let's yeah. not let this happen in China. For sure. President President Xi Jinping does not mess around. Uh, there's there's no uh, there, there's no lawsuits. There's no nothing. If you if you know if China decides that they they want you out, you're done. So yeah, we, we we're definitely probably not going to be let back in now after they listen to this clubhouse recording. That's <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any desire to go there, so we're good. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, we are going to hop over into clubhouse. Um, you know, make sure you guys are following us on socials. We continue to do this uh, most Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific. We do live podcasts. Usually it's with Ben Dunbar and myself, or we'll have a special guest like the birthday boy Ayal today. <laughs> Um, so thanks for joining in. Uh, remember, if you guys do have any specific questions or you're interested in building out a financial plan or just chatting with us, um, you can always email us directly. I'm Brett at GerberKawasaki.com, at GerberKawasaki.com. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. <laughs>